Welcome to the MLB Extras Pirates Podcast. I'm Britt Giroli, joined here by Pirates beat writer Adam Barry. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Britt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So certainly an interesting season for the Pirates here. They fell short of the playoffs ultimately, but outperformed what you thought they would have done probably in spring training. Um, They made some big moves, traded, obviously, McCutcheon. Um, How would you kind of view this season overall? Yeah, I think manager Clint Hurdle kind of nailed it at the end of the season before the last game when he said, I'm pleased, not satisfied. Because, you know, like you said, they did outperform uh, most preseason projections, which had them winning anywhere between 72 to 78 games and certainly outperformed fan expectations, which uh, after the Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole trades, a lot of people were starting to sound the uh, 100 loss alarm, which they obviously got nowhere near. They finished above 500 uh, for the first time since 2015, fourth time since 1992. Uh, You saw a pretty good young pitching staff come together in the second half. And you saw ups and downs from the lineup uh, with the upside that most of that group is coming back next season. So pleased and not satisfied, as Hurdle said, was a a pretty good summary uh, because they did a lot of things well. Uh, They did some things poorly, but ultimately you kind of have to to view it as an average season uh, because you you look overall, they had three more wins than losses. They won one more series than they lost, and they allowed one more run than they scored. That's the definition, essentially, of an average team. And you kind of can't let the fact that they finished above 500 obscure that because they still finished in fourth place in the NL Central. And we're still seeing the Brewers playing right now. You know, the Cubs made it to the postseason. The Cardinals put together a really good run uh, after making the change at managers. So they answered a lot of questions this season, but they still have a lot of questions to answer this offseason and certainly early on next year. Speaking of this offseason, Adam, you mentioned they're bringing back a lot of the same core uh, mm-hmm. that did kind of, to some extent, outperform expectations. What are their needs heading into this offseason? What do you think they need to do to take them to the, that next level? Yeah, a lot of kind of surpassing what they did this season is going to be based on internal improvement. You know, you need more power out of Josh Bell. You need more consistent offense and more power out of Colin Moran at third base. Uh, You probably need Adam Frazier to take a step forward as an everyday guy. You need more consistency out of Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco whenever he's healthy. And you need that pitching staff to kind of come together and take another step forward and prove that they have, you know, established themselves at this level. You need uh, Jamison Tyone without kind of the occasional bump in the road, Trevor Williams to not have that midseason slump. Uh, Chris Archer to be the Chris Archer they traded for, not the Chris Archer they got. Uh, And then I think as far as needs go, they need a shortstop. Kevin Newman, one of their top prospects, came up and struggled in his first month. Uh, I think he'll play some part uh, in the infield mix next season. I don't think he's the opening day guy. You probably need something there, something of an upgrade, whether it's a a glove first guy like a Danny Hechevarria or Jose Iglesias, or Nick Ahmed on the trade market, or just somebody with a little more thump offensively, because infield defense was a problem, offense from the infielders was a problem this season. That seems like the most obvious area for improvement. Overall, they could use more power, and I do wonder if uh, Jung Ho Gong 
could be part of the solution there if they pick up his club option or re-sign him as a free agent because you could use just a little more thump, especially on the corners, if Gregory Polanco is going to be out uh, for upwards of a month, uh, which is another potential need. If Polanco is out uh, for months and not weeks following shoulder surgery, you need somebody to step in and right field. Right now, it would be uh, somebody like Pablo Reyes or Jordan Luplo. And I think they probably need a more experienced player there, somebody who can uh, you know, man right field for two months if need be, and then slide into kind of a fourth outfield role whenever Polanco does come back. Uh, so those are kind of the most obvious needs, shortstop, uh, some sort of power bat, and then uh, potentially in right field based on Polanco's uh, recovery this offseason. Adam, you mentioned Chris Archer, and I remember on the trade deadline, it was kind of like random, like, whoa, they're, they're going for it. They're, they're yeah. getting Chris Archer. Uh, obviously not what they expected. Um, what's it going to take for him to get back to being that guy they thought they traded for, and how big could that be for this Pirates club moving forward? Yeah, it's huge. If he can be more of the guy that he was in September uh, instead of the guy that he was in August, it's going to give him a really solid one, two, three punch atop the rotation with Jamison Tyone and Trevor Williams. And then they have a pretty solid back end with Joe Musgrove and Ivan Nova. Uh, if you talk to Archer, you know, it was basically just a matter of comfort settling in with Francisco Cervelli behind the plate. You know, he was kind of in the process last season of, uh, you know, remaking himself as a pitcher a little bit or, you know, kind of revamping his arsenal. He added a two-seam fastball, which he hadn't really thrown the last couple of years. Uh, he started throwing a curveball just kind of out of nowhere. He's been trying to use his changeup more often. So he was kind of getting comfortable with that. And I think we also forget that he was hurt for the first time in his career last season, kind of rushed back, only made a couple of starts with the Rays where he wasn't on a pitch count before the trade happened. So, you know, he was getting used to that, kind of refining his form physically, you know, tinkering with some things in his pitch arsenal while getting used to a new team with a new philosophy and new catchers. So just a lot of transitions happening at the same time, basically, for Chris Archer when he came over here in August. So it's encouraging, I would say, that he started to kind of find his way back in September. He wasn't facing the greatest competition, but there were more encouraging signs just in terms of how he pitched, not necessarily just the results. Uh, but he's a good, he's got a good arm. He's a top-of-the-rotation type guy when he is healthy. And it's worth noting that they made that trade not just for two months in 2018. They made it for the next couple of years while he's going to be under team control. So... Uh, you know, it, the, you can judge on the results, not just from this year, but for the next several years going forward. And they still feel pretty good about the guy that they got, that he can get back to being the Chris Archer that we knew. Adam, speaking of, you know, the, the next couple of years and beyond, I mean, what's the ultimate kind of goal here with this front office at the Pirates, where they stand? We know they're bringing back a lot of the guys they had this year on a team that essentially went 500. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we know there is some upside. There's certainly some promise with some of those guys that they have. Uh, when will they be good again? Is next year going to be just kind of build on that? Are they a team that maybe in two years we can look back and, and kind of point to the signs were there? Or do you feel like they're, they're further away than that from competing? It's, it's a very good question because you can kind of look back at last season as a rebuilding year in kind of a flash rebuild way. They... You know, they retooled, as they like to say, 
And it was fair to expect that after the trades that they made with Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole, that they were going to take a step back. Oddly enough, they took a step forward in the standings while kind of rebuilding around this young core that's now going to be together for the next couple of years. So I would say that it has to be next year to a certain extent because they lost some faith from the fan base when they made the trades that they did. Attendance was down once again. They're heading into a a pretty critical stretch here because they traded away Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow and some of these guys who were part of that next wave are either here or they've been dealt away. So this is the group. This is the one that they're betting on. So that's why this offseason is going to be so fascinating for me because they need to make up a lot of ground in the division. So technically, you know, these marginal upgrades and hoping for internal improvement won't be enough if you're looking to make up 13 games on the Brewers. You have to get substantially better. And they view this as their window. You know, they got Chris Archer and Keone Kella with the next couple of years in mind. So this is a group that is hoping to contend next season. And really, they kind of were surprise uh, contenders for part of the summer when they stormed back into the wild card race uh, with that 11-game winning streak. So uh, I think this next year is really critical. Uh, Neil Huntington and Clint Hurdle signed four-year extensions, uh, you know, for starting this year. So that would sort of be be viewed as their window when you combine that with the length of time that they have Chris Archer, Starling Marte, some of these core, you know, not young pieces, but young veteran pieces that they have on the staff. So I think 2019 is going to be kind of a make or break year uh, in a lot of ways, because this is sort of what they have built for. This is what they rebuilt for. And now they have to, to take, you know, substantial steps forward on the field. Yeah, certainly. They'll be a, a fascinating team to watch all offseason. Thanks for joining us here, Adam. He's Adam Barry. I'm Britt Giroli. This is MLB Extras, Pirates Edition.